Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. I'm Molly Herford. And I'm Peter Glassford. So today we have a pretty exciting episode, but first let's let's chat a bit about what we've been up to lately. We're in Ontario until, I mean, geez, tomorrow, but we, we got Canada's first big snow of the year, I'd say, or at least Ontario's first big snow of the year. There's about six inches, I don't know how many centimeters that is outside. So it's been a bit of an adjustment getting ready to... Uh, actually train and work in that i definitely was not prepared with all of the clothes i should have but i've made do yeah no it's been good i've been out pole running and running and we've been swimming a couple times uh, a couple hikes we went actually trail running a couple times mm-hmm. uh, what I else? Definitely like, yesterday i rode out on snowy roads so mm-hmm. I had to switch out my minimal shoes for probably the beefiest sneakers. I think they make Hoka's look kind of minimal. Uh, they're these giant waterproof, are they salmon? I think salmon from like years ago that our friend uh, gave us when she moved to somewhere with way less snow. Did you say salmon? Salmon. That's not the right brand. No. Solomon. That's like, that's better. Salmon, like they're black. I, I thought you meant salmon. I must just have like salmon. salmon on the, yeah. I have salmon colored sneakers. So maybe oh. I've had that on my on my mind. I guess it's, if you spelled salmon with an L, I guess it's sort of like Solomon. Yeah. But anyway, they're these crazy like probably inch and a half soles and they have neoprene covering them. They're just the most massive sneakers in the universe and I'm actually more terrified in them than I am in high heels. Uh, but that said, they're super warm and waterproof and amazing for really cold weather. And yeah, they have pretty good grip. Yeah. It's definitely a little bit more, I'm a little bit more tentative when I'm trail running in those because I'm just waiting for an ankle twist to happen. But then again, I've been sliding out like crazy in my super minimal ones, so. Yeah, I mean, they're not that bad. They're not that high. No. I'm sure there's a middle ground to like be you've found. you've never done your ankle in. I've never done my ankle in. I'm sure there's a middle ground of shoe, but I feel like I don't really need to add another wintry shoe to my... Yeah, shoes are definitely trouble. I'm up to like five, I think, now, and I still don't have my actual Ironman marathon shoes. If you Same have here. recommendations <laughs> for Ironman marathon shoes, like more road running shoes, I'm, I'm interested in that. Road running, but not too bulky, I think, is where we're both at. We need a pair. Yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty open. I... The pavement is stupid, so... That's true. But anyway, uh, yeah, what else? I guess a lot of clients are right now that transition, right? Is so I'm dealing with that with people getting different routines set up, and you know, definitely the, the challenge of putting on a bunch of clothes now is taking up 10, 15, 20 minutes, and then you're cleaning your bikes and stuff after. And so it's definitely getting people convinced that you know, some of this consummate athlete like mixing sports, like maybe a run's going to be a little quicker if you only have half an hour. A little and... quicker, though. I still realized it took us like 20 minutes to get ready for one the other day, just putting on and finding yeah, all of the layers. Yeah, I mean, layers. you don't have to put on as much. You don't have to put on helmets, and you don't, like, it's definitely still quicker. You don't have to clean your bike. Like, I just spent half an hour doing that, so... Yeah, I think the, definitely that it's an investment, but definitely the the consummate athlete idea is important. But then also that that consummate athlete idea, those skills ideas, sort of transitioning into how you're dressing and preparing, so laying out all your clothes ahead of time and setting up that indoor trainer area if you are going to ride a bit indoors to sort of supplement that outdoors consummate athlete lifestyle i think for anyone who is sort of riding that's part of it but Mm -hmm. there's definitely ways to do it a little more exciting a little more variable but you need to be sort of prepared and set up so you know taking that off day or you know just take an off day if you're having that like issue where you're running out of time and actually getting set up for those sort of variable conditions you know will will pay dividends yeah absolutely Um, But on the topic of skills, since you brought that up, let's talk about today's podcast. Uh, This one is with Blake Bell, uh, our first NFL guest on the the podcast. So that was very exciting. He's a tight end for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, He has kind of a unique background since he was a quarterback in college, but then converted to tight end in his senior year and continued on as a tight end in the NFL. So it was definitely super cool chatting with him about you know, some of the, the ways that they stay in shape during uh, during the season and then in the off season. And I think because he's he's young, he's pretty new to the NFL, we talked a bunch about his collegiate life versus now and 
what is it called? The combine? Getting into the NFL? Yeah, definitely. I've never been that big into football, but the combine and just how fit they get, like giant guys running, you know, ridiculously fast for how big they are and, you know, just really fast, really strong, you know, really athletic. So, so the combine is basically like auditions, right? Yeah, it's part of the interview process. So every year in the draft, that would be part of the process but like you can basically watch combine like training and combine practice and like pre-combine and stuff like they have that on tv now like on the nfl channel or something Mm -hmm. um so it's a pretty cool thing to watch if you're at all into athletic training and you know strength training or you know just again athletics generally um because it's there's a fair bit of action even when they televise it because they sort of just go between the different stations there's like the dash you know so the short distance run and there's i believe some sort of strength training and then some jumping sort of agility stuff so it's it's pretty cool and so yeah that definitely like determines if you have a good combine time then that determines whether you get drafted or you know how much money you make i guess ultimately mm-hmm. at least initially yeah and i think what both of us kept talking about for days after the episode or after we did the call was this whole idea that in the nascar episode we did with eric jones and in this one you know we're talking to guys that are at the top 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 level of their sport and they are still practicing the basics yeah he talked about you know if they miss a you know they're running 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 and then they turn to the right to you know receive the pass and if they drop that so they turn to the right drop the pass then they will go and do like hundreds of reps of turn to the right catch it and that's you know he's been playing now for a lot of years and still like turn to the right catch the ball like it's you know pretty basic stuff so I think the afternoon right after this it was actually a recovery day but I went out and there's a sand sort of pit in the park nearby and I practiced like a hundred left hand like sort of rutted out left hand corners on the bike just 100 reps makes sense everybody has the side that they're not as good on right yeah and i've never been great in like sand and snow and stuff and like yesterday i actually nailed a couple like going through subdivision paths that were really deep and like really nailed them like way better and like i think a lot of it came down to i was just grabbing the brakes at an odd time rather Mm -hmm. than just letting the bike sort of ride the rut and yeah so i mean it's amazing what you know even 100 reps like and 100 reps sounds like a lot but i mean when you're just doing circles around a park it's a you know probably a 20 minute ordeal yeah yeah absolutely so yeah i think our our only thing is you know for those of you who might not be super interested in football at the outset just you know definitely give this episode a chance because we don't really talk a ton about the it's a game of football it's a lot more about training and skills and prep yeah. and I mean, you might learn, and we how to learn throw a bit football. about like the tight end like because it's a pretty interesting position but the other thing we talk about is the fact that he had to make a decision not to quit football because basically he was a quarterback and then lost his job essentially. Mm -hmm. And so he could have just quit football, but he decided to transition to this other position, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but like it is. It's like going from road to cross, right? Yeah, it would be something like that. Like, you know, there's no jobs, you're not great at something and then moving over to something that maybe you're better at. And, you know, there is another, so to speak, a job or an enjoyment even, right? Like Mm -hmm. not all of us are in the professional domain where it's actually a job but you know mixing it up again I think it sort of relates to that but I think it also relates to like retirement and you know keeping things fresh and you know just being I think mentally tough ultimately but yeah I think a lot of good stuff in this podcast absolutely all right enjoy the chat with Blake Welcome back to the Consummate Athlete Podcast. We're very lucky today to have Blake Bell, uh, who is an NFL player uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. So he's up in San Francisco, um, really great team up there. Um, He's at the practice facility today, which is close to San Jose. Um, So he's going to tell us all about the training, uh, the path to the NFL. Um, He's going to tell us about his unique switch from quarterback to tight end. Um, and yeah, he's going to maybe even give us some tips on how we can throw and catch footballs a little better too. Um, so Blake, thank you for coming and, uh, having a chat with us today. Hey, no problem. No problem. But yeah, the, uh, you know, my just growing up and and playing football, uh, you know, my dad and uncle both played, uh, professionally and obviously played at, uh, in college too. They went to Colorado state, uh, university and, then they both ended up playing. My uncle played for 12 years for the Chiefs, and my dad played seven for the Colts and the Seahawks. So, you know, you kind of say it was a football family, and, uh, you know, obviously had a lot of fun growing up and playing. And, 
and uh, you know ended up committing to the University of Oklahoma playing quarterback and kind of played quarterback throughout my high school uh, days and, and went to Oklahoma and played four years of quarterback there. And then uh, kind of that last year was battling out with another guy and um, ended up just switching. Uh, we played in the uh, uh, Sugar Bowl against Alabama and he played and started and had a great game. So I ended up kind of making the switch to tight end and uh, you know, that's, I think it was the best decision I could ever made. Uh, I think that's the position that, that I was meant to play. And, and, uh, so yeah. And then now I'm here in the NFL playing tight end and, uh, it's definitely been a journey. Wow. That's awesome. Um, so for the people who are listening to this that aren't maybe super familiar with football, could you explain what the difference between the two is? Yeah. Uh, you know, quarterback is, is definitely, you know, I think it's one of the hardest position in sports just because, you know, you have to know everyone's position. You have to know where you're going with the football. You have to be able to read the defense, you know, see who's blitzing. You have to be able to see everything on the field. So, uh, you know, just through all the film study over the years, even going to Oklahoma, uh, you know, my quarterback's coach, uh, you know, he was very detailed on watching film and, and you know, seeing different things. You know, you got to be able to see, like I said, the guys coming off the edge and knowing where to go with the football and stuff like that. So, you know, quarterback's definitely a lot more mental, um, I think, than tight end. And obviously switching to tight end, uh, you, you get more of the physical part. So obviously getting down and blocking, you know, big defensive ends and, and you know, linebackers and, and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, it definitely helped me playing quarterback, though, just because, you know, tight end now I can see everything. Um, you know, you're you're able to see the defense and, and kind of be able to sit in the zones, you know, maybe if it's man or zone. And, and obviously I, I worked, you know, and I'm still working to this day on, on your technique, blocking, and, and, and stuff like that. And, and I mean, tight end's a pretty versatile position, right? Because you can catch the ball, but then also you're responsible for blocking as well. And depending on the team's strategy, I believe, you know, that can be more or less of either of those things. Is that true? Yeah, no doubt. And uh, like you said, it depends on the team. You know, there's, you know, you definitely have tight ends that do more blocking than, than uh, receiving and, and vice versa. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, and then a fell playing tight end. I think if you can do the more you can do, uh, you know, the better you'll be. So, and, and like I said, you know, I keep continuing to, to work and improve because, uh, you know, there's still things every day that I work on and, and trying to get better at, at stuff too. So. Wow. So, I, I mean, it's, I wonder if from quarterback then is that, has, has anyone else made that switch? Like, is that a, a common thing that, you know, you would switch, you know, the quarterback has to throw and run with the ball and, you know, is that sort of a logical switch or is that sort of uncommon that you, someone's made that switch? Well, you know, I think I've, I've actually heard of, you know, there's a few people that have done it and, uh, you know, and, and I think it's one of those things, you know, at Oklahoma, I was in, uh, you know, I had the opportunity to run a lot of, uh, you know, short, short yardage and goal line stuff. And, and, um, so I got a lot of chance to, you know, to be physical and, and, and running into the big guys up there. So, you know, I was, I was used to a lot of the hitting, uh, from college and stuff like that, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, it was a difficult transition, but, but for me, I, uh, you know, I got in there every morning early when I was at Oklahoma and, and, uh, you know, with my tight ends coach and we just worked on blocking every morning and, and, you know, try to study different techniques and, and, you know, just trying to pick up, you know, the tight end position. And, uh, but it, it went well so far and, and here I am. So, um, it's, it's going good. Now your parents are, you know, you say you're a fo- come from a football family, you know, and that can often go one of two ways, you know, you end up burning out on the sport because it's so football oriented and you sort of get tired of it early in in life and then on the flip side you know you get the the guidance and you know maybe some connections made and you know you you sort of have the path to follow um you know was there anything that you think back where you know that that family you know sort of helped you and and sort of kept you on a path you know that maybe other people might have not been able to like anything that really was helpful having that football family well, I think, you know, my dad and uncle, you know, both of them playing the game and, and playing it too, obviously in the NFL, you know, they were able to kind of tell me, you know, things to, to do and things not to do. And, and, uh, so kind of, they were there and they were able to, you know, help me out through the, the whole journey. So, you know, I think that helped a lot, um, you know, when it comes to that. And, and then obviously, you know, my dad coaching me, uh, you know, up through, until high school. So he's been able to kind of, 
you know, teach me stuff that he's learned through the way too. So it's been awesome. And were they like, they were supportive, but you know, has there's the classic hockey parent and stuff. And I think that's usually where it starts going sideways. Did they sort of let you find your own way as well? And, you know, sort of. Yeah, I think, you know, they definitely did. And, and, uh, you know, talking to my dad all the time, you know, he, he talks about football and, and, you know, how's everything going, but he also will, you know, sometimes we just won't talk about football and, and, you know, we'll just because, you know, like you said, there's, you know, so much times that you're, you're just talking about football, you're playing football, you're, you're thinking about it all the time. You know, sometimes it's good to get away from it and kind of just, um, you know, think about other stuff, but, but yeah, you know, you definitely, um, you get time away from it too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so when you were growing up, did you just play football? Was that always a path or did you test out baseball or basketball or any of the other traditional kid sports? Yeah, so I played uh, basketball and baseball, and I played baseball through my sophomore year of high school and kind of had to you know, decide between uh, baseball and, and football just because of the throwing motion. I pitched in baseball, and, and uh, you know, throwing the football and throwing a baseball are kind of two different things there and two different motions. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I really liked baseball and everything, but uh, you know, I kind of cho- chose uh, playing football, you know, just going to camps and you know, all the camps they have these days is kind of takes up a lot of time. So, you know, I stuck with football and, and decided to do that. And then I also played basketball. So through my whole high school career, I just played uh, football and basketball. I really liked basketball a lot, too, um, and enjoyed that, too. So, um, yeah, I, lo- I loved, you know, if I wasn't playing football, I loved playing other sports, too. That's awesome. So was your dad super stoked when you finally came down on the side of football, though? You know, he, they were, you know, my parents were very open, uh, you know, to kind of whatever our, you know, I wanted to play, you know, it was, my dad always told me too, <laughs> you know, as much as he liked football, you know, if I was playing baseball, he, he loved the baseball and, and that was his favorite sport at the time. And then, you know, when I was playing basketball, he loved the basketball. So he kind of just loved the, um, you know, the competitive nature that I had and, and, you know, just going out there and, you know, he had fun with it too. And my mom, just being able to travel around and, you know, go to different basketball tournaments or baseball tournaments or, you know, or whatever it was, you know, I think they enjoyed it as well. For sure. So I don't want to go too long on the history. I want to get into some training stuff too. But the other thing I I feel like from, from that story, from your, your coming up through the ranks, I guess the, when you made that decision to switch positions, like, was there, was that, was that sad in any way? Like, did you hesitate with that or were you pretty open? Cause I feel like a lot of people like that's when football's over, you know, that's when whatever sport, you know, collegiate sports over, he didn't make the team type thing. Like that, that seems like a, a different response than a lot of people would have. Right. And I, and it was completely my decision. Uh, you know, people ask me that all the time, you know, Hey, you know, this coach, you know, they, they wanted you to switch, you know, how'd you like that? And I always, you know, make sure I tell them that, you know, it was completely my decision and, uh, you know, there was, you know, I was obviously thinking about transferring and, you know, with the rules these days in uh, the NCAA, you know, if you graduate, you can transfer to kind of another school too. So, uh, you know, I obviously was thinking about that and doing that deal, but, you know, when it came down to it, I just, I really loved the university of Oklahoma and was happy with, with where I was at. And I, I wanted to finish my career there. So I just thought, you know, my dad played tight end as well. So, uh, you know, I played a year receiver in high school uh, you know, we had two senior quarterbacks. So yeah, I, I had, uh, you know, I kind of thought about it and, you know, I tell people I kind of had dreams about it too, you know, playing tight end, which is crazy. So, um, you know, I just, you know, when I switched, I made that decision, Hey, I was going full throttle and, and, uh, complete switch to tight end. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people would have thrown the towel in and just focused on studying or something. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Actually, I was going to ask a question about studying because when I went to Rutgers, I actually uh, I tutored a bunch of guys on the football team. How was it balancing the football and school? Because I know seeing the level of you know commitment the guys had on the team, it was so hard for them getting through school. So yeah, how did you balance training and studying? You know, it, it was it was tough. There was times that you know you come home from a long day of practice and you had a you know, that four or five page paper you have to write and you're just like, there's no way I can do this. But, uh, you know, you kind of just had to, you know, make sure you, um, you know, prepare, you know, if there's a time that, you know, like your Tuesdays, you got a hard day, you might not do as much work on that day, but you know, Hey, Wednesday, 
you know, I don't have this class or, you know, we have a shorter practice so I can do more homework. You kind of just have to find that, you know, like you said, the way to balance it out and, you know, just make sure you're getting in, getting in on time. And, you know, um, you know, there's times that, you know, you might struggle with it or, you know, you might not be able to study as much for a test or something, but Hey, you know, you got to kind of do what you got to do to make sure that, um, you know, you're passing classes to, to stay on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wish you'd been around to lecture some of the, some of the guys. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Um, all right, so let's let's get into grown up world. Um, yeah, so I mean, grown up world, but let's talk about combine. Um, it's sort of I've always liked the combine part of the NFL. Like my family really likes football, but I've always been more interested in sort of the the training of of sport, and then also you know the combines, obviously like the testing day. Um, you know, what was that like going through the combine? Like, did you just have to go through the once or have you gone through, cause it's just when you're being drafted, right? Correct. Yeah. So I had, um, went out to Carlsbad, California at a place called, uh, prolific athletes and a trainer named Ryan Flaherty. Uh, he did a really good job of getting me prepared and, you know, just with all the weightlifting and, and all the, the running stuff, you know, making sure you're 40, uh, you know, trying to get that as low as possible. And, you know, because it basically it's just one, you know, it's like one of the biggest interviews of your life. And, uh, you know, you only get one shot at it. So you want to make sure you're prepared. So um, I had went out to Carlsbad, California, which, you know, it's I couldn't complain too much out there. No. in Southern California, <laughs> training. It's pretty, awesome. Uh, you know, living right on the beach and and, you know, basically getting up about nine o'clock, eight thirty, you know, going over there and training and and running and running routes. And, you know, after that, you'd you'd head home and you'd go down to the beach and sit in the ocean as a cold tub, get your legs back and, you know, kind of repeat. So, uh, you know, it's, it was a very tough slash, you know, a grind in your life, but, you know, it was also one of the best times too, because, you know, you're, you're with some new guys you've never met and you're making friends. And, and like I said, you're training to, to be in the NFL. So what, what else would you want to do? And, um, you know, I had a great, great time doing that and, and really embraced, uh, my opportunity. Okay. What's your 40 time? <laughs> uh, I believe I ran like a uh, 472. Okay. Which, okay. Um, you know, I, I really just wanted to get under, uh, you know, I tried to break that 46, but, uh, you know, I was happy with what I was. I think I'm, you know, around 255, uh, 260. So for me, that was, that was good. And I was just trying to make sure I got lean and, and, uh, you know, when I was training out there, we did a really good job of, you know, we had our own chef. So they were making meals that, you know, we weren't out there eating fast food or, or doing stuff like that. So we're eating really well and, and, uh, you know, trying to lose all that, uh, you know, some of that fat and just lean up, like I said, and, you know, that, and that kind of helps with your speed and, and stuff like that. Okay. Now, is it things like the 40, like, is that, are you compared to people in your position or is it like, it's just everyone like, you know, cause I would the wide receivers are going to be like really fast and then you know you right. guys, you guys are probably pretty fast too but linebackers might not be yeah right well they're, yeah, they're and, still pretty fast but. i mean yeah. i wouldn't want to race one but. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah like you said it's it's kind of on position um and you know it, it's one of those things all of a sudden you're all running there and you have you know so many other guys at the combine in your position too so you're kind of looking around and you know you're talking to some of your buddies you're meeting and you know, Hey, what are you going to run? Or, you know, how many are you going to do here or whatever and on different stuff. So, uh, yeah, you definitely talk around and, and kind of see how everyone's doing. But, uh, yeah, usually, like you said, the position groups, usually everyone kind of has a range of what you're at. You know, the running backs will be here. The receivers will have a fast time here. And, you know, the tight ends, you know, you definitely have some, some really fast tight ends or you might have some, um, you know, slower tight ends. It just, like I said, it kind of, depends on your your skill set you know there's obviously bigger taller you know blocking style tight ends and then you have the you know the real kind of fast receiver type tight ends and stuff like that so you definitely have you know different types now there's some cone drills and that's i think what you mean by running routes right is that yeah i mean like in the at the combine too yeah we'll we'll run routes uh so it's what i mean by routes four four pylons you're running between type thing yeah, like the, the drills you're talking about, I think, are the cone drills. And that's just, you know, they have those cone drills just to kind of see, 
you know, your lateral movement and kind of how you can, you know, stop and start and, and how quick you can do that stuff. So, you know, they have those to, to kind of see that. And then the routes wise, you know, you'll just, uh, you know, they'll have people out there giving you different routes. You know, it might be a, a tight end coach for, you know, whoever it is, a team. And he's just kind of going to take you through a workout. You know, he's going to kind of teach you through it and walk you through it and say, hey, um, you know, we're going to run a corner route here, which is basically 10 yards. And you're going to take a high angle, you know, as into the corner. So or you run a flat route, stick routes, you know, different routes. And they just kind of want to see you run and how you move. So, OK, OK. Now. Moving into more of the present, you know, what when you're in the off season, are you still doing, you know, a lot of that similar training you did for the combine? You know, things like your sprinting and the routes and cone drills and, you know, agility, strength training, that sort of stuff. Like, is it is it similar now? And what does that week look like uh, for the off season? Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, on the off season, it's, you know, right when you're done, uh, you know, it depends on the guy. But, uh, you know, usually take probably a couple weeks off. Uh, you know, just trying to get your body back from the season and, you know, you might have some, uh, you know, problems or something, you know, whatever you had. So you're trying to kind of, you know, get your body back, like I said. And then, you know, as you know, two, three, four weeks go on, uh, that's when you really start getting in and training again. Yeah. So there's kind of, you might, you might take a little time off and, you know, take a vacation or something, get away from it. But, um, yeah, when you get back, it's, you know, you get up and, uh, you know, I try to sleep in a little bit in the off season to kind of get, uh, you know, get some sleep back from getting up early all during the season. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get up and work out and go get a nice run in and, and run routes. And, but the nice thing is, you know, you can get up early and kind of knock it out. So you have the rest of your day to, uh, you know, kind of relax and, and be with family and friends. Right. Right. All right. And then how soon close to the season would you start? Like, you know, in the off season when we're, you know, we're not playing in season games, you know, when are you starting back, like with strength training and that sort of stuff, like more of a, you know, structured sort of routine to start, you know, building back muscle and, you know, getting stronger, that sort of stuff. You said during the season? Uh, sorry, just like in the approach to the season, like when would you start preparing specifically for the season with, with strength training? Um, you know, honestly, it probably is like, uh, you know, a month or two before. And, you know, like I said, it's, you know, you can kind of gradually, you know, you're not going to just you know, jump in and just start running full speed, you know, you, you know, you gradually build up to the season. So, you know, whatever that is, you know, Hey, one day I'm going to go out there and run, you know, 10, hundreds. And then the next day, you know, the two days later at 15 and then keep moving it up. So you gradually towards the season, you know, you keep, uh, you know, you keep preparing, like you're trying to get into season shape. So, uh, but you know, yeah, as those weeks get closer, you know, the three, four, five, six weeks, you know, before you're going there, yeah, you're absolutely ramping up towards then. And the strength training would be similar. You just sort of ease into it, you know, start with some adaptation type higher rep stuff and then gradually build in towards, you know, getting strong and lower reps. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and you know, I, I would usually have, um, you know, strength or conditioning coach out here would send you a program and, and, you know, that's what they're great at. So technically I'm just looking at a sheet yeah. and, and basically I just have to do what they say to do. And, and they're, that's why they're so good at it. You know, Hey, one week it's, you know, Hey, you know, three sets of 10 and this, you know, high reps, like you said, and trying to get you strong and, and, you know, build that muscle. And then, you know, maybe one week you're kind of scaled back and, and you're only, you know, doing a couple reps here or there. So, uh, they do a great job or, you know, whoever, you know, there's guys that go different places and train. So, uh, you know, a lot of different people do uh, different things, but right. And are you guys, you know, uh, base, you know, pretty quote unquote basic, but you know, you're doing your squats, your deadlifts, you know, obviously lots of pushing for you guys. Um, is that, you know, pretty standard, like bench press, that type of stuff, or is there, you know, more of these, you know, newer stuff? Specific. Oh, I don't know, like lunging and, and that sort of stuff, or is it pretty big, like standard lifts? Yeah, you you have the you have your normal lifts like you said. You got the squats and benches and power cleans and all that you do for sure. And then, um, like I said, it's just week by week. You know, you might have different things you're doing. You know, the different auxiliary lifts. You know, different lifts that are working different. You know, parts of your body and you know position wise. You know, you might you know if you're an O lineman tight end, you might be doing stuff. You know, that kind of. Um, you know, it looks like maybe blocking, you know, they'll help you with blocking or, you know, getting your legs right and more strong and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's different, lots of different things you can do. Sure. And then what about, you know, football's 
as you sort of alluded to, you know, half the battle is making it through the season without getting like a really big injury. So in this, you know, again, this approach to the season, are you doing anything as far as mobility or like, do you guys do yoga or like, what do you, what do you do as far as, you know, trying to downregulate and sort of recover the body? Yes. Yeah. You can definitely, you know, like I said, cold tubs and hot tubs, uh, you know, just getting your body back that way. And then, you know, a lot of stretching, you know, like you said too, there's a lot of people that do Pilates and yoga and making sure you're staying stretched and, and, um, and stuff like that. So, you know, anytime you can keep moving and, uh, you know, you start sitting around and not moving a lot, that's when your body starts getting stiff. And, and then all, that's when injuries happen, you know, you go out there and try to run and you maybe pull a little something and that's what kind of sets you back. So, yeah, you usually try to, you know, stay on top of that stuff. Okay. And then, you know, does this change much um, once we get into the season? You know, you're, yeah. Because you guys are playing yeah. – are you guys – just to put it in perspective, you guys are playing – it's a single game a week. Is that true? Yeah, one yeah. game a week. And, uh, yeah, so we'll lift two times a week, and that's usually at the beginning of the week. And, and that's basically to just kind of, you know, make sure you're not losing your strength and, and make sure you're just kind of, you know uh, – staying the same and, and that kind of stuff too. So we'll get two lifts at the beginning of the week. And as the week goes on, like I said, you're basically in the training room and, and you're just trying to stay healthy and, you know, you might have a, you know, a little sprained ankle. So you're icing that and, you know, get in the hot tub and, and stuff like that. So it's more making sure you're ready for that game on Sunday or Monday. Are you guys doing anything like, would you do something in the morning or the afternoon of a game? You know, you're playing sort of usually late afternoon or evening, I think. So are you going to do something like to sort of not necessarily warm up, but even like priming like a workout in the morning or something? Yeah, it's more of just, uh, you know, if you have a night game, you might get up and have a team stretch and, you know, you'll have your, you know, your breakfast and lunch. But yeah, it's, you know, at that point, it's kind of, hey, you're on your own and, you know, you kind of do what you got to do to get ready to play. So. Okay. Uh, you know, every different, you know, different guys have different stuff they like to do. So then for you, what would the warm up then, like as we're getting towards game time, like are you throwing a ball around or are you, you know, running routes or, you know, just jogging or what, what would you do sort of to get, you know, in that hour before the game? Uh, yeah, I would, I'd go out there and just get stretched out and, uh, you know, might run around a little bit and, and, uh, you know, catch some routes and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, mostly just kind of getting prepared is just, um, yeah, just kind of warming up, you know, you don't want to go out there and, um, you know, not stretch or anything and start running around, you know, like I said, that's when you get hurt, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, you tweak something. So yeah, you just make sure you're prepared and stretch and, and, and just get kind of warmed up for the game, but you don't want to do too much because, uh, you know, the games can be taxing too. So, yeah. And I think that's what everyone forgets. Like it's, it's, it's hard. That's, you know, that's why there's one game a week. Right, no doubt. So now the mental component is big too, right? Like you have to be ready to go out there and really go at it, right? And like people are coming at you hard. So is there, you know, something, do you guys prepare for that in any way? Like, you know, I know practice, I guess, is probably how you prepare for it. But is there a mental component? Like are you guys dealing with mental like uh, skill consultants or sports psychologists or anything like that? Uh, Yeah, they absolutely, you can... uh they'll have that stuff for you. And, but, you know, most of our mental stuff during the week is all just preparing for the team. You know, that's watching film, you know, knowing what your opponent is doing on, you know, certain downs and, you know, you know, studying the people they have playing over there, you know, what this guy likes to do, you know, what's orders tendencies and stuff like that. So most of the mental stuff we go through in the week is, is, uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and the video and the visualization and sort of getting the plays ready, like that's that's a big part of it, right? Like you're not just on the field running around catching footballs. Like you're in there watching tapes and you know the guy that you're going to be staring at, right? Oh, absolutely. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of it right there is, uh, you know, knowing your opponent and, and, and making sure you know exactly what he's going to do. And and, um, and that's like I said, that's where the film comes in and and just studying and knowing who you're playing. Yeah, and so then, you know, in a way you've done a lot of, because it's, it's not as scary or as intimidating or as unexpected, you know, because you've, you're ready. Like, you've basically sat there and visualized, whether that's through the video or actually visualizing, you know, what's going to happen on game, on game day, right? Exactly. You know, you're watching film and you see a guy, you know, hey, if it's, you know, this route or if it's this run, you know, he's going to 
you know, put two hands down, he's going to shoot the C gap or, you know, he's going to drop out if they're, you know, bringing this blitz, you know, there's just a lot of things that you can read, uh, you know, playing. And then all of a sudden when you're out there and you see that look, you're like, Hey, you know, it's in the back of your mind. Hey, this guy might do this or he might do that. So, uh, you know, like you said, definitely, uh, knowing your opponent is, uh, you know, a big factor. Does it weird you out that there are a bunch of other teams that are watching you on video and, and getting to know you as well every week? <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of just our job. And, yeah. and, and you know that they're doing the same thing. You know, everyone's trying to win. Uh, you know, obviously winning is, is, is everything. And, and, uh, and you're trying to, you know, be the best and, and play the best on the field. So, yeah, you kind of know that everyone's preparing the same and, and, and trying to figure out ways to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the video in NFL is amazing. I don't know how NFL does it, but it is the best video of any sport. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, uh, but like how they have cameras somehow seem to be like in the huddle, like, uh, you know, hanging from the roof and all sorts of stuff. Like it is crazy. Like, do they actually go on the field or is that like drones or what are they doing? Yeah. You know, they, they have the big uh, cameras on the wires and and, uh, you know, they, they have people over there controlling them. So yeah, basically they can get to any part of the field right above you. You know, you have cameras all on the sides of the field and in the end zones. And, and like you said, they're, they're basically everywhere, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, you get out there, you don't really think about that stuff. You know, you're just kind of playing, playing football and, and, you know, just playing the game that you, you loved playing when you're a kid, you know, it's just, you just got to kind of treat it the same way, except, you know, you're just at a, at a, at a bigger stage. Right. So uh, you know, you just make it fun and, and you know, the cameras are there and stuff, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not like I'm going out there and then trying to point them out, but you definitely know they're there. Yeah. I would imagine for you guys, it's not as crazy, but definitely, you know, even like NASCAR and stuff doesn't have nearly the, the level of camera work. I've always been amazed, you know, hockey sometimes gets close, but for some reason, NFL just has been ahead of the game with their camera work. Like just, it's right. Like, anyhow. Um, <laughs> if, yeah. if, if someone hasn't watched football and they're not interested, like you should watch it just for the camera work and you might get hooked on the game from there. But, uh, um, so to keep on the training idea, you know, you talked about running routes, like, is there other skill stuff? Like or how much are you catching a ball or, you know, working on skills, you know, during the week? Uh, well, you're constantly, you know, during practice, you have time for, you know, offense, defense, special teams, you know, individual periods. So individual periods, you're definitely, you know, you're catching, you know, a hundred balls and, and, you know, whether you're working on, you know, sticking, you know, at the top of your route, whether you're working, uh, you know, different route concepts, but then there's times you also just working on different catches, you know, Hey, catch 10 balls to the right, 10 balls to the front, 10 balls to the left, you know, maybe lower, down down like by your knees or you know maybe way up like it's a high ball so yeah you can work on different stuff on catching like that and uh you know they even have jugs machines out there that kind of shoot the ball at you so after practice we'll we'll go get on the jug machine and you can catch you know you know let's say you dropped a pass one day that you kind of turned to your right and you just it's kind of seemed weird so you know after practice you can go over there and kind of simulate hey you know this is where i dropped that ball so i'm going to turn to the right and you know catch 50 balls just like that and uh you know that that's what makes it kind of nice you know you can kind of work on you know stuff like that you know if you you drop a ball or something right but it's just it's the basics right like it's you know at the highest level you've caught a a million balls in your life but you know you go out there every you know not every day but like a bunch of days through the week and you're you're just catching balls absolutely yeah it's uh you know i don't know how many times there is you know you might be at practice and you know you're running a simple route and you're open and he threw it right to you and you drop it and you watch film and you can see your eyes just, you didn't look it all the way in. And that, you know, that's something they tell you, you know, when you're in, you know, whenever you started playing in high school, you know, even seventh, eighth grade, you know, I mean, I can picture it right now, the coach saying, Hey, you know, look the ball in, you know, make sure you catch it before you run. It, it happens still to this day. You know, you have to, you know, make sure you catch it and then run, you know, you just can see different stuff like that. So it is crazy. All the, the stuff that you hear still today that, you know, you might have heard a long time ago. It's so funny because every every like professional athlete we talk to says almost the exact same thing. You know, they they practice the basics, and it's usually the amateurs that hate the idea of going back to the basics and practicing it over and over again. They're the ones that want to do the crazy things and keep progressing like that. Right. Yeah. No doubt. Like you got to make sure. 
you know, I've always thought that's the biggest thing, you know, the, the little minor details, you know, the, the little things is what, you know, adds up to be the big things. Uh, you know, it's every day, you know, just working on that, those little things, Hey, you know, my, you know, my footwork on this play, you know, make sure, Hey, I got to get this here, that there, you know, just all the different details like that. I think that's what makes a big difference. Yeah. And I think like the important point is, you know, your, your game. And I think even if we probably included scrimmage time would be, you know, uh, such a minuscule amount of the amount of training, like the amount of football time you spend in a year, like your scrimmaging game time would be like minuscule, right? As in, say that again, like, so if you're just regular so, scrimmage. Like or... if we took all your training hours, you're, you know, looking at film hours, you're catching football hours, you know, and then your game hours and your scrimmage hours, like the game and scrimmage hours, like your, your, your game time is, is a very small amount of your actual football time. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. The, you know, obviously the game is, is just, it almost, you can snap your fingers and it's done. I mean, you're out there, everyone's flying around and, and, you know, you're just playing fast, which, you know, during the week you're, you're thinking about stuff, you're thinking about this, you know, you're, Hey, you know, what's the percentage they're going to blitz? You know, what, what, what are their coverage are they showing you on this down? But, you know, when you get in the game, you can't think about any, like, you can't think about that stuff. You have to just know it. Uh, you know, you prepare during the week, you're ready, the hay's in the barn. And you just got to go play. You can't think about it. And you just got to, um, you know, just have fun with it and, and, and run around full speed. <laughs> okay. So here's a question I've often wondered. It's sort of an odd question. But so you, you handle the ball. So it makes sense that you're throwing and catching the ball and stuff, um, especially the catching part. Now, what about the guys, you know, who don't ever really handle the ball except in like some sort of, you know, I guess with the intercepted or picked it up on a fumble or something like, do they, do they still handle the ball very often? Like, is that part of their week or, you know, are those really, you know, the blocking guys, like, are they, they just focused on that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like O-line and, and defensive guys, you know, obviously you got defensive guys that, uh, you know, they might intercept it or, you know, pick up a fumble and run with it. So yeah, they, they have, uh, you know, they, they handle the ball and obviously they work on, you know, different drills and stuff. But if you're an O lineman, you're never going to catch the ball or, you know, rarely you might see, you know, on a goal line, someone throwing a touchdown to an O lineman or something maybe, but uh, those guys are just blocking. And, and so they're going to work on blocking and, and different drills like that. So they'll never, you know, catch the football or work on drills like that or handoff and nothing like that. Right, so they're not using that machine. Would you call it the jug machine? And right, know, and would they, if they were killing time or something, would they be tossing the ball around or not really? No, not at all. They, no. you know, they might be out there just messing around and and uh, you know having fun before practice or something. But no, they they kind of everyone sticks to your right. to your uh, position. It's funny, I, I you know I thought about it before and then, but not really. And I was like, I bet you they don't really throw it around too much. It's not really what they do. We're not so, paid right. to throw the ball around. So I'm, glad I got the to, I'm glad I got the chance to ask that. Um, so on that note, you know, if someone's trying to throw the football, like, have, do you do anything as far as, like, instructing people or, you know, teaching kids or something? Like, you know, what's, what's the key? Like, what, if we're just picking up a football, you know, what's, what, are, what do we got to know about throwing that thing? Well, you know, I'm, I'm not much of a, uh, you know, obviously not playing quarterback anymore. So I'm, you know you know, I've always loved playing quarterback and everything. And, you know, I'll go back to, you know, my high school camp and, and, you know, I'll go help the quarterbacks out or, you know, work in camps, but I don't do much with the quarterbacks anymore, but, uh, you know, there's so many different coaches out there that teach so many different things, but, you know, you kind of have to be in person to really show someone how to throw it and kind of teach them. But, you know, it all goes down, like I said, to the basics and, and, uh, you know, gripping the ball, right. Uh, you know, where your elbow is, you know, kind of your release, you know, making sure you're not winding up and, you know, stepping at your target and, and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, those are just some of the basic stuff, you know, you can start and, uh, you know, I think a lot of people do a good job of starting there. And, and then after that, you can start, you know, teaching people what to read and, you know, different routes and stuff like that, you know, the quarterbacks need to know too. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to it. So as far as, you know, on a very basic level, the gripping of the ball, you know, the football is going to have some threads on it. Then you're going to put your fingers, basically, you're going to grab those threads with your fingers, right? And then your thumb will wrap around the rest right, of the Right, exactly. Like yeah, you say, so it's sort exactly. of hard. We'll put a picture in the show notes, but I understand <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not as easy as just showing us how you throw the football. But 
um, you know, I thought it'd be interesting just seeing, you know, sort of your, your basic thing. And I think you're stepping towards the target makes sense. A lot of people miss that when they throw baseballs and stuff. Right. Um, so and, uh, yeah. And, and there's just a lot of little things. And, and, and like I said, you know, there's so many different quarterback coaches out there and quarterbacks that do different stuff. So, you know, everyone's got their different techniques and, and ways they can throw it. So it, what's crazy, you could, you guys could probably interview another quarterback or quarterback coach and, you know, he might have a little different tweak and, Hey, I do this. And you're like, Oh, well, I heard you do this. Well, you know, I, I went to so many quarterback camps growing up that, you know, everyone has something different and it's almost, you know, you have to find what works for you and, and you have to, you know, find the right technique and, and the right people. And, and, uh, and that's kind of how you go and you just start up. And, and when you start learning, you just, you know, you take in as much information and, you know, the more, you know, and the, the more you can learn. Right. Yeah, certainly there's that. And, and it's tough with the cues. Like you say, someone could take, you know, you said, you know, whatever grip or step towards or something. And, you know, that works for most people. But, you know, there's a case maybe where it doesn't or something. Right. So, you know, every cue you could find an exception probably or a different way to say it or, you know, something someone does something weird because of the cue. Um, with that said, I am going to ask you for you still there. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I thought we lost you. Um, for catching the ball. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, is there anything specific that we can do to catch the ball? Again, just standing in a field, you know, a grassy field. We're not necessarily playing, just throwing the ball back and forth. Is there, you know, anything that you do in preparation? You know, I've, I've heard of like making a diamond and getting ready sort of, you know, for the ball coming. Is there anything that people can do to, if they're having trouble catching that spiraling football? Yeah. And, and catching the football is a lot, just, you know, most of it's just concentration. And, uh, you know, like you said, yeah, I mean, you can obviously put your hands in a diamond, you know, that's the, you know, that's what you would think about doing, you know, when you're catching a football and then, you know, a big thing, like I said, is concentration and, and just looking it in, uh, you know, just making sure you catch it right on that front point of the football. Okay. Uh, you know, that's what you want to be looking at that front point and look it all the way in. And, and like I was telling you guys earlier, you know, there's multiple times where guys, you know, you take your eye off it and that's when you drop the ball. So, uh, you know, catching the football is a lot to do with, you know, concentrate concentration and just focusing, you know, all the way into the catch. So, yeah. So eye on the ball, which is, you know, where we often say in, in cycling, but a lot of sports are like, look where you want to go. And, yeah. you know, eye on the ball is absolutely very simple, but very hard when you have five guys trying to tackle you and drive you into the ground. Um, right. I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, so now what do you do you know you talked about your off season a little bit i just want to go back to that second like do you do any cycling or you know i think you mentioned a fair bit of running do you do anything like what do you do do you have you done any adventures some guys will go and do some big like bike race or running race run a marathon or something what do you do you know i do a little bit of everything i kind of uh you know i'm more of just doing uh position specific stuff so you know as a tight end, you know, I'm running a lot of routes and you got to be in shape, you know, sprints. So like I do a lot of sprint work and, and, uh, you know, I'll run, you know, I'll go run a couple of miles just to make sure I'm, you know, keeping my cardio up. You know, I, I've done cycling classes just to, you know, really give your legs a good workout. I mean, I, I died a couple of times almost, I thought when I was doing the <laughs> cycling classes, because I was like, what is this? You know, they're telling you to stand up and ride the bike. I'm like, come on, man. I'm like 260 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh. And then they tell you to grab these five pound weights. I'm like, oh, this will be easy. And then wow, you went to no. a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, that was hurting. <laughs> I would imagine the steady stuff would be, would be tough since so much of your stuff is pretty interspersed. Like you guys are working really hard, but it's usually, you know, sprint for, you know, 40 or whatever. And then you, you maybe walk back or, or something like that. Right. So is it, yeah. is, is it tough when you have to go and do like a, a you know, a, a couple mile run or something like that spin class where they don't give you a break? Yeah, it is. But you know, that's what I kind of like too. you know, doing different stuff like that, where it's really making you work and, and uh, you know, you're kind of working, parts of your body that you never thought you would work. You know, I, you know, do that cycling class or, you know, doing different, you know, sprints and, and, uh, you know, position work. And all of a sudden you wake up the next morning and you're like, wow, like I didn't even think I could be sore there, <laughs> you know, and all the different parts on your legs and stuff. So, uh, you know, it's definitely good for you and, and, uh, it's good work. Yeah. It's sort of a mental break, but also a bit of a mental challenge, right? Like it's, it's not football, so it's a break, but it's also a bit of a mental challenge because you're like, Ooh, 
this is an hour class. It, like, whoa. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Um, hey, hey, well, I, I'm sorry. I got a, I got a uh, meeting here in a bit, so I got a, I don't know if you guys want, I can always finish this. Um, oh, no some other time you have no a couple, stress. I, couple think more. We're, I think we're pretty much done. I think we're getting pretty close here. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, do you have like two minutes or are you like running uh, out the door? Um, yeah, I got like another minute or so I got to just, cause I got to shower and get to meetings, but yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah. No stress. No stress. Um, I think our last question was just, is there a book or a movie or something that you, you really found good for football that you can recommend to people? You know, I always, I always really liked, uh, you know, um, remember the Titans and that was just a classic that, uh, I think is, you know, goes down as one of the best football movies just because, you know, it's the typical, you know, you got the high school and, you know, you got the team with, um, you know, the different races. And then by the end of the movie, everyone's coming together. And I just always thought that that was, uh, was really cool. You know, how you saw the team come together and, you know, you had guys getting hurt and different guys stepping in and, and playing. And, and just overall, I just thought it was a great, great movie. And, and I think, you know, if you ask a lot of football guys, they would say, remember the Titans is definitely okay. a, uh, is a classic. Awesome. It. Well, it's good to get that endorsement then too, because sometimes those movies are pretty fake, right? So it's right, it's, yeah. it's, it's real yeah. from someone who knows. All right, we awesome. should let you yes. go. Thank you so much for your time, Blake. We'll we'll put all your info for Twitter and stuff in the show notes, and yeah, go to practice. Hey, cool. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll look for you on the on the TV. Soon. <laughs> hey, sounds good. It's nice talking to you guys. You Thank too. you, sir. Bye bye. Absolutely. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the Consummate Athlete Podcast. We would love it if you'd go over to iTunes and leave us a review. And if you have any ideas or people you'd love to see on the podcast, feel free to tweet at us at Peter Glassford and at Molly J. Herford or find us over at consummateathlete.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Just a reminder to head over to healthiq.com slash consummate athlete to get your life insurance quote and find out how active people can get a good rate on their life insurance.